I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello! Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, sounded, Ahoy, I, don't know why, I don't know why I went for that. Sorry, I, I need to match your energy. Do it again. Hello. Ahoy, hi. Great. Um, <laughs> friends Trust. of friends, Pete, Dave, let's do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening today? Have you gone mad? Uh, I'm a little bit tired, but um, I'm, I'm all good. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good place. A good place. Uh, Birmingham, that being Birmingham. Do you know what I witnessed this morning? Uh, no. Um, I went to work at like five o'clock in the morning. Yep. And I live very near work, so it's a very short little commute. And, um, as I was walking in, I heard someone shouting. And, uh, I would describe the man as looking a little worse for wear. Right. And what he did, there was this, um, guy in like his 20s to 30s i'd say with what i presume was his grandmother walking towards this man who was a little worse for wear right and while i was watching just being like what is going on here the um the man just attempted to it's not funny kick the stranger in the crotch but because he was so worse for wear it was the silliest little swing kick imaginable and the guy just swerved it that's mad. I witnessed a drunk man try and kick a stranger at 5am. That's what I'm trying to say. But in the balls? Yeah. Wow. And what a then, strange start to your day, Pete. Yeah, it was It was a strange start, yeah. I think I was just getting home at 5am, so... Yeah. I don't think um, it was me. Luckily, we're in different cities, but, you know, it's the timings potentially works um, out, doesn't it? So, yeah, that's, that's how my day started. Oh, well, lovely. My day started... Much later than that, once I'd been to sleep, but there you go. Have you ever been so drunk that you thought it would be a good idea to kick a stranger in the balls? I can confidently say, not a once. No, me neither. No. Hey, Pete, I'd like to do a shout-out. Go on. We don't really do shout-outs, do we? No. Should we make a new rule? Here's a new rule based on this shout-out, okay? Uh, and this shout-out is to Rosina, okay? Yeah. And I, I was uh, out of work on Friday night in the piano bar I play. And I'd finished playing, and I was just having a nice little drink. And someone came up to a hen party came in. And uh, one of the bridesmaids came over from the other side of the room. And, and kicked you in the balls. And kicked me in the balls. <laughs> and so I'd like to give her a shout out for kicking me in the balls. Uh, and <laughs> she said, are you Dave Cripp? And I said, uh, yeah. Uh, and like, I wasn't as confused as I would have been in like the middle of the pu- of public, you know, because I was in the piano bar where I play. So that occasionally does happen. But only for piano bar related reasons. 
And then she said, I listen to Friends with Friends religiously every week. Oh, uh, and it's like nice. part of my routine. I get up, I, I put it on in the car, or, or if I'm carpooling with my friend, which I sometimes do, I listen to it as soon as I get back home from work. We had a lovely chat. So Why I didn't she say, make a friend listen to it in the car? Uh, oh, that's a good question, actually. I was just Drop thrilled. Out. I was just Drop thrilled out, that people listen, Pete. So it's nice. Are you just telling that story because it's basically a humble brag that someone recognised you? I mean, obviously that was really like nice. Really you know, cool. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it did make me look. And Rosina will be listening now, so this is going to uh, cut out all of the coolness. But it did make me look very cool in front of my friends yeah, over there when I went back over, and they were like, "Who is that?" And I got to say, "Well, guys, let me tell you." I've told you about the one time in my life that someone's recognised me, haven't yeah. they? Uh, yeah, yes, what, and they asked you for, go on, remind me, you have told so me. So I was in uh, a gay bar in Clapham, mm. and someone came over and was like, are you, um, are you Pete off the radio? I was like, yes. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know who you are, but um, my mate follows you on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, fucking brilliant. Really underwhelming, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's really underwhelming. I am um, actually, just before we finish this, because this is a very self-indulgent section of the of the podcast. But You started it. I know, I know. I, I appreciate that. I'm about are to you now. S- are you saying that two men on a podcast <laughs> may be being self-indulgent? <laughs> Goodness me. What a thought. <laughs> I actually met someone this week and one of my friends was saying to him, like, oh, Dave does a podcast. And they looked genuinely for the first time in about eight years. They sort of said, oh my God, you've got a podcast. And I was like, of course, I'm a white man in my 30s. Of course I've got a podcast. <laughs> but he was like the first person for a long time that had genuinely been like, you know, nicely impressed at the idea of someone having a podcast and yeah. not just like, God, another fucking one, eh? Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The only other time that something like that has ever happened to me is one of my very good friends now, Elizabeth, uh, when I first met her, came up to me in a bar and she was like, how how do I know you? Like, yeah, it was a lot of that. Like, I rec- I really recognise you. And I had to do all that sort of like, oh, I don't really know. Did we go to the same school? You know, whatever. And I, I don't think I was like, oh, maybe you listen to my podcast because that would have been awful. But at that point, I was like, oh, maybe she knows me from the podcast or something. Anyway, she came up to me two hours later and went, I've got it. You popped up on my bumble earlier this week and I swiped left. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and that has put me in my place. Yeah, great. Uh, anyway, so shout out to Rosina. And um, if that's this is the new rule, P, that I was going to instigate, the way to get the only way to get a shout out is to come up to us in real life. That earns you a shout out. Does that sound good? Um, not like not like followers around. No, not, like I think any, not, not that anyone would want to do that. I think if it's like the first time in eight years that someone's approached you because they've listened to you on this podcast, that's what I mean. Then, it's, 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 I, a, it's a nice, it's like a nice um, rarity, right? Yeah, so when it happens again in 2031... Perfect. Um, yeah, great. Cannot wait. One. It doesn't count if you do it at the po- uh, the quiz. Yeah. Fine. I don't think, because that's fundamentally, as advertising, where we're going to be, you know? Or like a live show. I think it has to be in the wild. Okay. Anyway, enough of this bullshit. Should we talk about friends? Yes. Let's read out this week's request, Peter, and it is from Ronnie. Uh, who's, that's a name I always hear said in the style of, um, Joey's dad's mistress, Ronnie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I imagine it's not that Ronnie messaging, mainly because she's fictional. Um, and maybe dead by now. Who knows? Anyway, hi, Pete and Dave. Big fan and I'm proud to have listened since the very beginning. That is very kind. 
I would like to request the one on the last night. It showcases both the girls and boys' relationships and is great at representing how strong roommate relationships can be. I've lived with really good friends and both times moving out really did feel like it was the end of an era. Plus, I recently moved in with my boyfriend and uh, Monica's and now I have to live with a boy. It's absolutely spot on. Uh, and it's such a sweet episode for Chandler and Joey. In the DVD version, they do a cool guy handshake which, uh, fun fact, was something Matthew Perry and Matt LeBlanc did backstage, and they allowed them finally to do it on camera. Good yeah, that's a good bit of trivia. Guys, this is a Class A request, because it's provided some sort of trivia without us having to do any research at all. That's great, mm. isn't it? It's basically doing our job for us. Uh, hope you enjoy, Ronnie. Hope you enjoy, Ronnie. Hope you enjoy, exclamation mark. Signed, Ronnie. So, yes, it's very, that's very clear. That's very worth clearing up the punctuation there isn't it uh would you like a synopsis pizza gone season six episode six uh oh i think you might like this two two five 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 six nice that's good isn't it yeah uh, the one before obviously would have been better two two five 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 but I'm quite happy with that. Uh, on the night before Chandler moves in with Monica, Chandler tries to give Joey money to make sure he's got enough for his expenses. When Joey refuses, Chandler invents a game called Cups and pretends to lose the money to Joey, only for Joey to later lose it all to Ross in the same game. Uh, discovering Rachel hasn't packed, Monica and Phoebe offer to help. Mm, it's not strictly true, but let's carry on. When the two girls get emotional, Phoebe suggests they think of things they will not miss about each other, leading to a huge argument and Rachel refusing to leave. Uh, directed by Pete. Lembeck. No. Oh. Bonus. No. Uh. You won't, I don't think you actually get it because it's not one we've regularly had. The, oh, first, ep- the first episode directed by... David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, there you go. First of his 10 episodes. And actually one of the only ones I thought this when I was um, typing out my notes. I always start my notes by typing the title, which is usually T-O-W, the one with. And this one isn't, is it? It's the one on. This is a two, two, the one on the last night. There's very few. I could have gone through and counted them, but I didn't. But there's very few that aren't T-O-W, right? Uh, yes, I have noticed this when compiling the spreadsheet. Exactly. And this is one of them. There you go. That's all I'd like to say. Uh, boys or girls first? So it's basically two halves, right? Uh, boys. Boys. Boys, boys, boys. Uh, so we start with Joey... Actually, I was going to say Joey going through the bills, but we don't. We start with Joey doing something very relatable for me, which is just like balance. You know, he's balancing that hockey stick on his hand. Yeah. I just like, not, I don't have a hockey stick, but that sort of thing I find very relatable where like Chandler walks in and Joey's embarrassed. And I don't know what it is I do, but you must do things like that, right? Where you're just like, you catch yourself in a moment go, God, if anyone walked in and you're just like chucking a lemon or something up and down, you know, just some, something weird that you've started to do. I just found that very relatable, frankly. Do you know a little game that I now um, have with myself? Chucking a lemon? Chicken and lemon? Chucking a lemon. Chucking a lemon? Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like, give me a recipe. Um, <laughs> they're like, when I get to the front door of my flat, yeah. I try and put the key in the door from like, fr- from from a distance, get it in like in one go. Right. Like, not hit the edge of the lock, just oh, bam, straight like a straight in. inner, yeah. Sometimes I manage it, but um, I'm landing on a bad the, run. Landing the plane. You're on a bad run yeah. at the moment, are you? Yeah, I am, actually. How many? How many misses? Uh, I think I did it about three days ago. Uh, um, And no one sees it. No. No one witnesses it. But if I manage it, Dave, 
I'm happy with myself. If you go home with somebody, or like you've taken someone to your flat, like a guest, and do you do it then, or do you disguise it? Oh, no, still do. My boyfriend's aware of the game that I play. What does he think of it? Well, he was with me when I missed for a couple of days, and he was like, ah, oh, bad one. Fine, fine. So he's, so he's now, like, invested. Yeah. And do you let it affect your mood for the rest of the day? Uh, I think that'll be a bit over the top, Dave. Agreed, but you, I was just asking, just in case your boyfriend's really impacted by the game, because he might have discovered um, the game because you were in a foul mood one night. No, no, we um we let it slide, but it's just one of those nice little things when they manage it. Lovely. See? Give like- it a go with your key sometime. <laughs> like Joey balancing his hockey stick on his palm. Yeah. He's um, got to go straight in. Straight what's in. really like highlighted by this opening scene is how long Chandler has basically seemingly just been paying for everything for Joey. Yeah, very expensive. Like six plus years. It's mad expensive because they live in Manhattan, right? And very relevant in a cost of living crisis that Joey's so keen to save energy. Oh, that electricity run that Joey yeah. does is it's like, well, that's like, just standard now, isn't that's it? That's a it's daily occurrence, right? You get up and you see if oh, there's a light on. Fuck, you walk across, bang, switch it straight off. In fact, why am I doing this podcast in the light, Pete? Wait. You're doing it under cover of darkness now. There we go. Crikey, okay. that's, another, that's a quid save, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, just, I hope you realise he did it in the exact same style that Joey did it then. Yeah, I know no one can see, but I hope it's, I hope that was clear. Um, $1,500, right? Let me talk you through the $1,500. What I would suggest, two things. One, Chandler's like to keep him covered for a few months. Like, not living in that apartment, surely. Uh, you know, what, 15, uh... The rent wouldn't even cover that, right? That wouldn't yeah, even cover well... the rent for a month. $1,500? Yeah. So that would have been... For a two-bedroom apartment in Greenwich Village. Oh, yeah, for a two-bedroom. Okay. You know? Okay. Like... Because yeah. I was going to say, yeah, but like 20 years ago, but even so. It may, okay, maybe just. I don't know. I can't be asked doing the... Over inf- 20 years ago. Inflation maths. But certainly not a few months for rent and bills, right? Well, we've talked before about how the metric for this these days, or at least in the UK, is a Freddo. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, How much is a Freddo these days? It's about 50p, isn't it, no? Is it? No. A Freddo is not. Explain what a Freddo is. Freddo's a tiny bit of dairy milk chocolate. Is it dairy, dairy milk, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm going to tell you how much it is, and you have to guess the actual price. So uh, in our day, it was how much, Pete? Uh, 10p? 10 pence. 10 pence. That was your standard. You had 10p. You'd walk past the newsagent on the way home. You might be like, I'm going to get a bloody Freddo. Okay, Sainsbury's, how much is a Freddo today? 30 Right, well, this is interesting because I've got two to 25p on the Sainsbury's website, but I don't know if that is a online price only because the average price of a Freddo in 2022 is 30p, apparently. Okay. Um, that was an uh, article in the Daily Record. That's what, oh, they've fucked that. Uh, they've, they've drawn me in with a headline there, Pete. I've been absolutely clickbaited because the headline here is Freddo Bar price jumps to nearly 50p. 30p yeah. is not nearly 50 when it started at 10, is it? And just to be clear to people that. not in the UK, I think there is actually, I remember there being something called like the Freddo Index where so I think it's a social media thing where people track the price of the Freddo. It's like on graphs and stuff. Yeah. Compared to sort of the average um, wage and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's part of, like it's a, quite a serious part of the conversation about uh, recent like doctors' pay and all that sort. Of, you know, everyone th- that's been striking. Fred is the original chocolate frog, isn't it? Off of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, a little chocolate frog, Fredo, isn't he? 
Yeah, Harry Potter didn't invent the chocolate frog. Fredo got there a long time before. Yeah, God, you forget. Good. Where should get her ideas from me? Eh? Um, Let's not get into that, shall we? No. <laughs> I cannot be asked. Moving on with a little healthy sting. Yeah, anyway, $1,500 I don't think would cover Joe for that long. But also, $1,500 is a lot of money just to be able to sign over to your friend just because you feel a bit bad for him when you're moving out, isn't it? Like, Chandler is obviously balling. Like, I would not... You wouldn't catch me giving 1500 quid to anyone, frankly. No, that's true. Like, not on a whim. Like, if they were really, like, needed it, you know. But I wouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, something's, you know, after $1,500, just like I was getting a tenner out of my wallet, you know? I feel like there are a lot of Friends episodes involving people moving. Like, I appreciate that that is very much the central plot of this yeah. one. But, God, they move a lot. There's a lot of moving, isn't there? There's a lot of, even between the two main apartments and then around and about everywhere. I know. They love a move. They must be keeping some sort of removals company. Well, they don't seem to have a lot of stuff. That's the interesting thing, isn't it? Every time they move, there seems to be like nine boxes and that's it. I was like, you can't even, you can't fit a tiny bit of your stuff into a few boxes. A lot of shit in Monica's flat, though. A lot of shit. For someone who likes tidiness, she she's a hoarder. She's got a lot of shit. She does, right. Absolutely. Um, why does Ross need to make a fake Ben? Yeah, and also intentionally calls Monica to draw attention to his pumpkin Ben. I think at that stage, he's probably spent a lot of time doing his pumpkin Ben, so that kind of makes a bit more sense. But in the first place, why wouldn't you just close the curtains? Yeah. The drapes. Exactly. Why don't you close the drapes? Um, especially because it's night time. Close the fucking drapes, mate. That'd be weird. Don't make a pumpkin child. Yeah. Um, I don't, and also unnecessary to carve the face in the pumpkin. Right. I mean, yeah, certainly. Like, and Ben's rarely wearing a hat, I wouldn't have thought, apart from for plotline related reasons. For example, when they bang his head. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, certainly don't need to carve a face in the pumpkin. Hopefully the face was already carved in the pumpkin. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, what time of year is this supposed to be, Pete? Shall I tell you when it went out? Oh, it did go out in October. Okay, pumpkins would have been Seasonal. readily available seasonally, yeah. And that's good. That's good that they've been consistent there. Yeah, <laughs> I was good. like, where's Ross got a fucking pumpkin from? Because if I try to go and find a pumpkin right now... Although, a pumpkin, that's a big old head, isn't it? Uh, it's a very wide head. Wide head for a child, yeah? Yeah, well, wide head for anyone, I'd say. Yeah, proportionally, yeah. If anyone had a pumpkin-shaped head, um, you know, school would have been tough for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you know what I've never understood? And quite often when this happens, I'll watch a episode back that I've not watched since I was like 16 and go, oh, I didn't get that joke then. Um, often if it's about sex or maybe something political. You know, something that you've, you've, you've learned to know in your later years. Sure. This one still don't get and I, I don't know if the joke is just that Joey's stupid, but what is that whole you bring the food of your ancestors and I'll bring the food of mine thing about? Yeah, I don't I think I think he's just um he's trying to make it like a slightly more sentimental prestigious final meal, isn't it? But um it's a weird joke. It just doesn't make any sense. Like beyond if the joke is Joey's thick, then are we supposed to believe that Joey's thick enough to think Chandler's a Chinese man? Yeah, it seems to genuinely think that Chandler is Chinese. Which is weird, right? And I, and I Chandler, the only reason I think that can only be the joke is because Chandler refers back to it later when he goes, Italy versus China, apparently. It's like, yeah. 
what, what's happened there? I, I honestly don't understand what that joke is. And also, um, on a different note, later in this episode, I'm impressed that Joey remembers the rules of Cup sufficiently enough to play it again without Chandler. Yeah, well, this is the thing, isn't it? Like, he's only played it once and the rules don't exist. So uh, it's impressive if he's just maintained every single move that's been made in Cups and be able to recreate it, right? I do love Cups. I love Cups. I've written literally down, I love Cups in my notes. It's just so silly and great. It's one of the greatest things they've ever done, I think, friends, cups. I occasionally sneak a, uh, sneak a question about cups into like any quizzes we do. Yeah, nice. Uh, like the pub quiz, because people that get that, you know, what is, what's four and a nine? A full cup, Pete. Like yeah. anyone that gets that, I'm like, you deserve to fucking win this point. Yeah. Um, and anyone that doesn't get it, other sort of people are like, this quiz is harder than I thought it would be. I was like, yes, that's because people that listen to our podcast know a lot of our friends. So we have have you awarded a sitting down bonus? Uh, no, but maybe I will. There's an yeah, there's a quiz should. on May the 17th, guys. Oh, it's sold out. Sorry. No point in advertising it. Oh. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I have a question about some of the other cups, though. Okay. Is a D cup referring to boobs? A bra? Boobs. Uh, <laughs> is it a boobs joke? Yeah, I suppose it is. A, I suppose it is a bra joke, isn't it? A D cup. It's just weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, true. Cups is... Just doesn't seem like a very booby game to me, Cups. Um, no, but they've managed to make it booby, haven't they? Yeah, you know, if in doubt. Boob it out. Boob it If in doubt, boob out would also be good. Boob out. Oh, yeah. That's a very straight thing for you to say. Um, I mean, that's, that's like the catchphrase yeah, of, a, of not- a lad, isn't it? Not really. <laughs> if in doubt, boobs out. If in doubt, get them out. Yeah. yeah. It's not very Pete Allison vibe, you know? Sorry, I've um, no, no, conflicted it's, my personal brand there, haven't I? I just think, you know, if we dig a little deeper, Pete, maybe it's time you... You'd have to dig pretty deep. <laughs> um, the maths of this episode is all askew, isn't it? Uh, in what way? So Chandler wants to give Joey $1,500, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does yeah. eventually give him $1,500, but he's already, uh, Joey's already lost $500 at, at foosball. Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? So at the end of foosball, Joey already now owes Chandler 500 So if Chandler has managed to give him 1500 that's only 1000 really, isn't it? Yes, yeah. That's my. That's that's good it. maths. It's it's not important, is it? But if we don't pick apart those, none tiny of this details, is important, Dave. No, that's absolutely fair. Um, and yeah, not only does Joey remember the rules to cups, it's kind of mad he'd instigate a gambling game when he's so broke with Roth, right? Yeah, bold move, um, and ultimately undone by it. But I do enjoy Chandler trying to sort of settle the score towards the end. What with Roth? Yeah. Yes, I like that. The, the, the strangest thing about that scene is, though, that it seems to be the next morning because it's daylight or the next day, and Chandler's gone over and, and the decapitated pumpkin child is still there. Maybe you just left it there till it sort of rotted. Yeah, overnight. Yeah. Just leave your sort of. That would stink, wouldn't it? Beheaded vegetable child. Yeah. Vegetable child. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> I thought we'd have popped it away. He then does take it away while Chandler's there, but. Um, yeah, kind of weird. Anyway, Chandler presumably wins all that money back, right? Because he uh, just yeah, I think so, starts yeah. making up more cups rules. Um, 
But yeah, and, and to sort of tie this one off, I really enjoyed Joey's analysis of the night. This does tie back into Joey being a bit thick, doesn't it? But... Beginner's luck, very important in caps. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, you're trying to give me money again, like you did ages ago. And then we had a lovely night. Nobody tries to give anybody any money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good. <laughs> I love the, like, the sort of childlike naivety of that. It's very sweet. Uh, and actually, do you know how you can tell David Schwimmer directed this episode, Pete? Because he's not in it much. He's fucking got nothing to do, has he? He sits on a sofa yeah, with a true. pumpkin for a minute. That's it. That is true, yeah. That's his whole contribution, really. Although I do like the way he delivers the line, yeah, it's a pumpkin, I'll come back. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> yeah, just a normal, a normal everyday thing. And his horrified reaction when he notices that the pumpkin's fallen off. Yeah. <laughs> he sort of tries to pretend that the head's under the jumper. It's like, oh my God. Oh my God, get your head out of your jumper, son. Yeah, and your invisible good. neck. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. To the other half, to the women's plot line, Peter. Yeah, um... Rachel's chaotic bedroom stresses me out, but she does actually stumble upon a great leaving present for Monica, like a genuinely enjoyable activity. She spins that very well, right? She does, yeah. Luckily, Monica loves sort of cleaning and packing so much she can get away with that. I mean, I'll be honest, I relate to this. Rachel hasn't packed right until the moment thing, you know? Are you an an early packer? uh, Well, you know I'm quite an organised... I would like to think that I'm quite an organised person. No, I am organised. I'll stand by that. You are, um, I think, yeah. And I think you're prepared. And I think you're sort of, you have everything in hand, don't you, for this sort of thing? I try to be. I'm very um, last minute packing, even when moving house. I I wish I had a a moniker. I have a friend who, um, you know, in an airport when you're waiting to board the plane. Uh, I do, yep. He says that he doesn't um, feel the need to go to the gate until they've specifically called his name. His name? Yeah. 
which just the mere thought of that, like how his other half coped with that, that stresses me out. He calls his name. That's wild, isn't it? I think yeah. I could accept last call. No, it's like he he's just chilled up and even up until the point where his name's mentioned. He's chilled. yeah, that's what I mean. But so they'll do like the gates open, then they'll do like final call. Yeah, oh no, they might do like five minute call, then a final call, right? And I think even a final call, we all know that there's still like ten minutes, and you're fine. But then after the final call, that's when everyone's on the plane, and they're like, okay, yeah. passenger four F isn't here. Yeah, who's that? That'd be him. But then you've got to be the wanker that gets on the plane to use the word wanker correctly, unlike friends. Uh, that gets on the plane, like you, everyone knows you're the guy holding up the plane then, right? And then they think, what a wank. Yeah, what a wank. That'd be the part where I'm a wank. Um, yeah, no, I don't like that at all, Peter. Do not no. like at all. I would like to give some credit to Phoebe in this episode because yeah. um, she does that sort of brilliant Phoebe Lisa Kudrow thing of being the relief in the more aggy situations, even though I find the arguments really funny in this. Like it's all so bratty and petulant and very funny. And Monica and Rachel really go for each other, but there's just a few Phoebe moments that are really good. It's very mean though, the things that they say, isn't it? Like really mean. They yeah. like really flip on a sixpence and start saying quite horrible things about their best friend. Yeah. My um, favorite though is um, when Monica talks about how Rachel Let's her borrow the shoes. Yeah. And Rachel says, yeah, and you stretch them out with Pete. your big old clown feet. <laughs> Pete, Pete, it won't surprise you to know that I take that line very personally. What size feet have you got? I think we've had this conversation. 14. 14? Yeah. Wow. I've got big... You have to get your shoes flown in, don't you? I've got big... <laughs> yeah, like by a plane and the shoe is yeah. dangled beneath the plane because it won't fit in the plane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dave gets his shoes via blimp. <laughs> but I've got big old clown feet. I can never borrow anyone's shoes, Pete. It's so sad. I do feel like it's a part of life that I really miss out on. When anyone else puts your shoes on, they must look like a clown. People do it all the time, though. If they're like at my house and it's like a shoes off occasion, but someone wants to like go out for a smoke or, you know, anything like that, they'll always just be like, oh, just use your shoes. And then there's a whole palaver. Oh my God, look how many feet I can get in your shoe and all that sort of stuff. And use your shoes for all sorts of things. You could go white water rafting in them. <laughs> Take my shoe to the bath and have a nice canoe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, people are fascinated by the, the size of the shoe. Well, rightly so. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've never really been able to share shoes with anyone. So I need oh. to make friends with... I, well, I I don't think that's a bad thing. Like no? Sharing shoes is not... A, not commonly done. And Do you not B, think? I think it's quite commonly done. Maybe more among women than men. But I think people, maybe. like, if you live with someone and you've got the same size shoes... I wouldn't want to put someone else's shoes on. Why? Why feet, innit? Yeah, but not feet. You're not putting them on directly onto your feet, are you? Yeah, it's like you still get like foot stink. You put a sock on, a sock on though. You wouldn't go commando in another man's fatigues, would you? In another man's fatigues. <laughs> yeah. What decade is this? <laughs> That's a friend's quote. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go commando that? in another man's fatigues. Oh yeah. I think it's the one where no one's ready, right? Fatigues. Yeah. What does it even mean? Like military uniform is fatigues, right? Is it? Yeah. Okay, fine. No? I'm prepared. No, I'm prepared to accept that. I'm not very military-minded, a... but that's what I always <laughs> thought. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, yeah. a combat uniform, also called military fatigues. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, that makes more sense, yeah. Good. Um, 
<laughs> I I also another Phoebe bit that I like. Yeah. Um actually, can I just rattle through a few Phoebe bits though? Yeah, like? please. Um her desperate attempt to get the boys out of doing any parenting. I love that. That's such a that is such a pure Phoebe bit of selflessness, isn't it? Yeah. Like right. I would be I'm happy to admit I would do the exact opposite in that situation. Uh, get more people involved. Yeah, if I if I had been trapped like by Monica that way, I my brain would be like, okay, if I'm going down, at least you know I want everyone there to to make it as as fun as possible, you know. Yeah. In that in that specific situation, not if it was like a life and death thing. I'd try and save my friends, obviously. But in that sort of situation, I think I would probably err more towards like, sorry lads, we've all got a pack. Yeah, misery it, loves company. Kind right, of exactly. Um, and the other Phoebe bit that I love is when Monica says, she made fun of my phone pen. Yeah. And Phoebe goes, I know, I took it hard <laughs> she, I, I, like the, the selflessness of her trying to save the guys and that sort of trying to comfort Monica, it's just, she really gets her friend. And I really like that about Phoebe. And that's, that's quite consistent with, um, Phoebe. And I love her, um, very pathetic attempt to try and get out of packing. <laughs> oh, I have plans. You have plans with us. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, great. I love that the delivery of that makes makes me laugh every time I watch it. Um and and but to be fair, it's Phoebe's fault that the fucking arguments start, isn't it? She just doesn't like the sadness of it. That's true. So she tries to uh tries to make them, you know, pick apart each other's bad habits and things. One of a few times when she gets caught in the middle of a Rachel Monica argument, isn't it? But also like the the conclusion she comes to in the end where she's like, Oh, actually I don't want to live with her. Like that's it's um, it's a very sort of emotionally mature thing to be like, hang on, no, I don't want to be in this conflict. I don't want to end up like this. Nah. Yeah, I tried to work out if that was just a very smart way of uh, tricking them into being nice about each other again, or whether she genuinely meant it. Do you know what I mean? Either way. It's yeah, you well, might be right. It's very well done. If she if she is just turning it around back on them, that's quite a clever way of doing it, right? Um, you're going to have to tell each other nice things so that I don't kibosh this whole situation. Which Rachel's already tried to do by <laughs> refusing to leave, which feels like a strange reaction to the situation, doesn't it? And then when Phoebe's like, oh, I don't want Rachel to move in anymore, Rachel is briefly like, what? Yeah. And then she's like, fine, well, I'm not going to go anyway, so it's yeah. all good. And I like the way that Phoebe ha- has a moment of brief enthusiasm for Monica living with her. Yeah. Against all her counter-experience, you know? Like, Phoebe's had very bad times living with Monica in the past. Really caught up in it. To the point where she secretly had to move out, you know, without telling Monica. So the idea she was, you know, the nice things that they're saying about each other are, are so nice, they've convinced Phoebe maybe she wants to live with Monica again, which is a whole palaver armor. Uh, I like the scene in the kitchen where they're running around with the, the Rachel puts a few of Monica's things in a box. <laughs> and Monica's, I'm not moving. Well, why is all your stuff in this box? But I like the choreograph- choreogra- choreography. Choreography. Come on, Dave, speak proper. You're a podcast speaker. Um, of them sort of hopping around the kitchen with Rachel holding that cardboard box. It's very well done, I think. Yeah, I agree. And then she gives the key back, Pete. Yeah, which is clearly unnecessary. And inconsistent with the final episode of Friends when she then gives the key back. Yes, that's true. You know, yes, right at the end, they all, they point, all put yeah. their keys back, don't they? Um, but there you go. I'm sure they would argue she got another key another time, but I call continuity bullshit. Because when's that ever happening, Friends, eh, Pete? Correct. Uh, but we do get a nice emotional goodbye by the end. It is, that is nice. I think that sort of harks back to what Ronnie was saying earlier about you get that real end of an era, almost a breakup vibe, um, the two of them standing at the door. Even though, as Rachel points out, you know, we're basically going to the coffee shop in an hour. 
But they do really lean into that kind of sentimentality at the end of this. Like there is that bit where Monica's sort of looking in the room, seeing how empty it is. There's some slightly yeah. different music in the background where it's quite reflective. Yeah, and actually, yeah. if you think about it, this is quite a fundamental shift in the kind of basic premise of Friends for, you know, if the, this is a big change going forward in that the characters aren't sort of set up in the same 100%. Way. I mean, it's arguably, is it arguable or is it absolutely the longest relationship no Chandler and Joey I guess but you know like in terms of uh, standing relationships it's longer than any of the actual romantic relationships any of them have in Friends yeah you know Chandler and Monica maybe is just about the same length but there's yeah there's always I mean a, a, a relationship you have with a best friend especially one you live with is yeah often longer and more intense than a much shorter romantic one isn't it I agree which takes us back very neatly to uh, the request message that we had at the start. Exactly. And there we go. A nice emotional goodbye. Um, and Chandler ruins it by bringing the big white dog. But, you know, Chandler's yep. good at ruining emotional moments. Now, Pete, no need for me to ask because we discussed it last week. And I know for a fact there is a quiz. And that's why I did not acquire a quiz. So, funny story. Oh, is that? Uh, I have... Funny ha do, or... do you remember the other day when um, I had said that there will be a quiz? Yeah. And then there wasn't one. And then I looked at the spreadsheet yes. and I realised that the spreadsheet had lied to me. Yeah. Um, I can see where this is going. One column of the spreadsheet is slightly out of kilter uh, <laughs> with the rest of it. And this one column that is out of kilter is the bit where um, I note whether someone did a quiz or not. So next to this week's request, it did say yes, quiz, but uh, it's all out of order and I have no idea what I was saying yes to. So long story short, no quiz, spreadsheets fuck. Uh, and therefore, let me ask you, is there any point in asking whether there's a quiz for next week? Uh, well, do you know what I can do? Yeah. Do you know what I can do? I can actually, because if there is a quiz, it will be in the emails. Fine. So what I need to now do is check the emails. Um, and there is a quiz next week and I am looking at the quiz. Don't look at it too hard. Oh, hang on. Am I looking at the quiz? Oh no, it doesn't open. What? Uh, Ella from Auckland, New Zealand. Crikey. Um, I can't open your quiz. Uh, well, when you wake up, I mean, you're not listening. This is recorded, to be fair. But um, when you listen, Ella, it's your request next week. Which the episode is, Pete, the one with the cheap wedding dress. And if you could resend your quiz in a format that Pete's 1992 IBM computer can open, that would be very well, useful. It's the, it's saved as a as a G slide. What's a G slide? Google Slides, mate. Send me the link. I can open that. I mean, you can, can, you? you can as well, as you can use the internet to a basic level, but we can certainly organise that. Yeah, oh, G- right. that G- like Google Slideshow great. thing, you know? Um, right, well, I'll forward you it. All this feels like admin we can probably do. <laughs> a lot of our admin feels like it could be admin we could do off air. Do we ever do it off air? Do we? Absolutely fudge. Um, yeah. All the best. Remind me, remind me what it was? Cheap wedding dresses. The one with the cheap wedding dress. All the best. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.